As you know, we lead several trips into many nations, typically Honduras, every single year. Usually three to five times a year, we will be in Honduras with a team. Uh, last year, we had our first trip to Cuba. We've traveled to Thailand. We've traveled to Mexico. We've traveled to Colombia and several different places. And one of the things that we always work through with our teams is this dynamic called culture shock. And so today I wanted to share with you the four stages and some of the basic dynamics of culture shock so that if you are preparing for a missions trip or you're preparing for any trip, uh, any travel, especially an international trip, you can be aware of what goes on emotionally in terms of culture shock. This can have dramatic implications as to how enjoyable your trip is, how much you're able to get out of it, whether it's for vacation, whether it's for business, or whether it's for some sort of ministry, philanthropy work, missionary work, whatever the case may be. You want to make sure that you're able to stay engaged with the culture and stay engaged with your own heart so that you're able to give the most of yourself and get the most out of it. So let's look at culture shock. Culture shock is defined as the feeling of disorientation experienced by someone who has who is suddenly subjected to an unfamiliar culture, way of life, or set of attributes. And so one of the things that we always present is that culture shock is a very normal reaction. Sometimes people will say to us, well, how do I not experience culture shock? Or I've traveled a lot and so I don't experience culture shock. Um, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a cosmopolitan kind of a person, so it's no big deal for me to travel. It's easy breezy. And so culture shock is not a thing for me. But the reality is, is culture shock is very normal. It's very natural. It's a regular part of your of your life when it comes to dealing with a different culture or a different way of life. It is a normal psychological disorientation. I would I would recommend that you not try to to avoid culture shock and not try to just stuff it away as well I shouldn't be feeling these things. If you can actually recognize your feelings and your emotions in the moment, it's going to help you out quite a bit. I'm going to give you the four stages of culture shock so that you understand what's going on mentally and emotionally inside yourself. And this is what we found is usually the best way to process through culture shock is to understand what's going on and then uh, secondarily to that, be able to talk about it with people that you're on your trip with. So first thing, first thing that happens typically is what we call the honeymoon phase. In culture shock, in the honeymoon phase, people show up in a new culture and all of a sudden they fall in love with the place. This is the best place I've ever seen. The sky is bluer, the grass is greener. You know, I'm going to Mexico. I never liked Mexican food, but now I'm here and somehow it just tastes fantastic. This is, uh, this is, you know, on a missions trip, this is where people come and tell us, man, I'm supposed to move to this country. I'm going to live here the rest of my life. And they just get kind of sucked into the culture and how beautiful and how wonderful it is. And what we always encourage people is not to make any commitments or lifelong decisions in this phase. Maybe in your heart, God is telling you to move to another country. That's fine. Maybe you're going to end up in that country the rest of your life. No problem. Just give yourself some time to actually process through the emotions of it and get through that honeymoon phase, process through the other phases, and be able to make a more logical decision, not just one based on emotion. So oftentimes you arrive in a new country, I love this place. That is the one of the high points in uh, the culture shock phases and the cycle. The next phase is what we call the you've lost that loving feeling phase. You remember the song from the Righteous Brothers? 
so wonderfully sang by Tom Cruise in Top Gun. You've lost that loving feeling. Man, what happened to all of the joy and the, and the attraction I had to this culture? All of a sudden, I hate this place. This is the feeling that comes in that's, that's uh, you know, everything here is terrible. The people are terrible. The food is terrible. The language is terrible. I can't get around. I don't understand what's going on. I can't communicate with anybody. This is uh, a tough, tough phase. Uh, it can be for anybody who's traveling in an international culture. I have traveled to Honduras specifically now around 30 times, and I still process through this phase every single time. There's always a moment on the trip that I'm like, man, put me on a plane and send me home. I'm done here. Hey, this is a normal part of it. Uh, depending on how many time zones you are different than what you're used to, you may be adjusting to, uh, uh, to that different time zone that's going on. Your sleep patterns may be off, maybe harder to get rest. You're probably eating different foods, so the bacteria, even in your own gut, may be working very, very differently. Maybe not be eating anything that's bad for you, but just those bacteria that live in that part of the world, different than what your body is used to, that can be affecting you. Maybe tougher to find the, the care that you need as far as health care or cell phone service or just, just basic services and things like that that are going on. The other thing that we see that happens a lot in this phase is that cultural cues can be significantly different. Uh, there was a segment here on Anchor a couple weeks back on another channel talking about how physically affectionate people are in the United States versus other countries. And we found this to be true in, in Latin America. Uh, men in Latin America, by and large, are a little more physically affectionate with one another than are typically here in the United States. And there's other parts of the world. My parents have traveled to Africa many times, and they've told me it's not uncommon to see two men walking down the street holding hands who are not in a, in a romantic relationship together. They're just friends. And uh, so those type of of nuances can be very, very different. In the United States, usually you walk into a room uh, to a business meeting and you're going to shake hands. In Latin America, typically you're going to walk in, give a hug, a kiss on the cheek. And those type of things that seem so wonderful when you first got there now can seem so, so irritating. Once again, we always recommend to our team members and would recommend to you, do not make any commitments or lifelong decisions in this phase because you would be potentially making decisions in a reactionary state. Maybe you're considering moving to another country. Uh, and so you're there on a visit to check it out and, and kind of see what's going on. If in this phase you decided, nope, this is not the opportunity for me. I absolutely hate this place. I can never come back here again. Maybe you'd be missing out on some great life adventure or some great business opportunity that you might have. Or in the context of a missions trip, when you come into this phase, you can find yourself in conflict with the people that you're actually there to serve. When we come into an orphanage or a school or a church or a community in Honduras, if our team members come, or as our team members come into this you've lost that loving feeling phase, we always try to watch them carefully and closely and, and come alongside them and help them talk through their feelings so that they don't end up in conflict in an argument uh, with the people that were actually trying to come there and serve. And we've seen that happen. We're usually able to sort of protect uh, the people and our group from that so that people have a time to process their feelings and work through it. But hey, the good thing is, is this phase two shall pass. 
and then we move into what we call recovery. The recovery phase can be fantastic. This is where your emotions kind of start back on an upswing. You've started to learn some of these cultural differences. You're starting to figure out the lay of the land. You've learned where your favorite restaurants or your favorite store is or how to get your cell phone turned back on or how to get medical care that you need. You've started to figure out how to also engage in those cultural nuances. When to shake hands, when to give a hug, when to give a kiss on the cheek. Uh, you know, what the, what the colloquialisms in the language are. Maybe you're traveling to a Spanish-speaking country and you know how to speak Spanish, but their vernacular is totally different. So now you've started to figure out what the local cultural vernacular sounds like and how to engage with people. This is a great phase because you'll start to feel a lot better about what's going on. Some of the exhaustion starts to wear off as your sleep patterns begin to adjust. Um, some of the just physical feelings can get better as you're starting to process food better in your body. Your body is becoming adapted to, to the different bacteria and things like that that are going on. And it feels a little less weird to be in this other country. It's becoming a little bit more normal, but you're not fully there yet. And we call this the recovery phase because very much like recovering from a physical injury, People sometimes need rest, and this period takes some time to process through. And uh, this is probably one of the most pivotal phases in all of the phases of culture shock. There's, uh, I'll speak to this in a moment, but there's typically one of three outcomes that occurs in this phase depending on the person's mindset and what sort of support system they have to be able to process through the recovery phase. So here's what happens. Person goes through the honeymoon phase. They love this place. They go through the you've lost that loving feeling, feeling phase. I hate this place. And they get to recovery. I'm finally starting to understand. And then one of three things happen. Uh, they either find it fully impossible to integrate with that culture. Uh, and this can be a difficult path to go down because uh, what happens is when people are in a foreign culture and they and they decide, I cannot integrate here. I'm starting to understand this culture. I cannot integrate here at all. They typically isolate themselves from their host culture and they withdraw into sort of a mental ghetto, if you will. And the, in their minds, the only way to fix this is to get back home. Now, the unfortunate reality is, is that these people, sometimes called rejectors, find it also the hardest when they come back home. They have... They're not able to integrate into the host culture that they're at, that they're visiting, and they find it very, very difficult to uh, integrate back into their home culture. That becomes an extremely hard process for them as well. The second uh, uh, sort of outcome here in the recovery phase is that people engage into full cultural assimilation. About 10% of expatriates fit into this category where they totally abandon their identity from their previous culture, their home culture, and they become fully, fully assimilated and integrated into the, into the host culture. So that is another option. And then thirdly, about 30% of expatriates fall into this group, is that people become somewhat cosmopolitan. They can maintain identity from their home culture as well as beginning to uh, adapt into uh, this new host culture, which leads us into the fourth phase of culture shock adaptation. Okay, in this last phase of adaptation, what you find is that now the traveler can really assess both cultures. 
they're starting to see the pros and cons of their home culture and the pros and cons of their host culture, and they can actually assimilate both into their life, understanding the strengths and weaknesses that each culture offers. The reality is there is no perfect society here on earth right now. Where you're from, you might love it. Man, your home country is the best place you've ever been. But this new host culture for you is also fantastic. And they both have their shortcomings. And as you're able to learn through the cultural differences, your life is actually further enriched because you're able to take value from your home culture and from your host culture. You've started to, to just naturally, instinctively, without having to think about it, know when to use the right, proper, um, um, local vernacular. You've learned when the greetings uh, you know, when to, when to greet in a particular way or to greet a person in another way. And those cultural differences don't throw you off anymore. We find that people who can adapt more completely to both cultures find it a much, much easier time to visit that new culture and return home to their host culture, whether to relocate, if you're talking about uh, moving and living in a host culture over a long period of time and then coming back home, or if we know missionaries, for example, who have moved to Honduras and that has become their home, and when they travel back, those who have adapted to both cultures uh, the best find that back and forth cultural visitation the easiest. So understanding those cultural differences, allowing yourself to be uh, influenced and molded and adapted to both gives you what's called a higher cultural IQ and makes it much, much easier for that travel back and forth. So those are your four phases. The honeymoon phase, you've lost that loving feeling phase, recovery phase, and adaptation phase. One final thought on culture shock is this, is that culture shock is not a linear phase that you process through in sort of a one and done kind of a format. In our experience, we have found that culture shock is actually a cyclical type cycle. So typically people will come into the culture, even on a short period of time, culture shock definitely gets magnified if you're moving to a host culture, if you're there for six to 12 months or longer. But even in a one week time period, we will watch our team members process through these phases. Honeymoon, you've lost that loving feeling, recovery and adaptation. And because it's cyclical, they will oftentimes cycle right back around to the honeymoon phase after adaptation and process through that cycle again. And that's normal, that's okay. The idea is not to make culture shock go away from your life. The reality is, is that the tension and the strain, if you'll embrace it versus pushing against it, will actually help your own soul to grow and you'll become a stronger person for it. You'll be glad you went through it. It's those rejectors to culture shock and to uh, uh, foreign culture that have the hardest time even acclimating back into their own culture or adapting to change in any capacity in their life. Being able to process through culture shock makes you a better uh, person at adapting to change even inside your own home culture. So keep in mind that it is cyclical. It will You will cycle through the phases of culture shock oftentimes more than once, several times through the course of a trip, especially depending on how long that trip is. So keep that in mind. Best ways to process through it too, understand what's going on, and then have some people you can talk to. Make sure that there's, if you're traveling with somebody, that you take some time every day or two or a couple of days and talk about how you're feeling and what's going on in your life 
as it relates to culture shock. Certainly when you get back home, find people who have some amount of cultural intelligence and talk to them not only about your trip, not just showing pictures about your trip, but hey, here's how I felt. Here's what I was processing through in culture shock. And one third sort of a bonus tip would be to journal. Take a book, pen and piece of paper with you. Write it down, write down your feelings. Have some way to get them out. Keeps things from being locked up inside of you and it helps you to be able to process through that. So hey guys, I hope this discussion on culture shock has been helpful to you. It helps me uh, even just to think back through it as I'm getting ready to leave for Honduras tomorrow. I'll be there for a week, so I appreciate your thoughts and prayers on that. I'd love to hear from you. I know there's a lot of travelers here on Anchor and on my podcast on Google Play and the iTunes Store. And so if you have traveled and you have experienced culture shock, maybe you knew what was going on, maybe you didn't know what was going on, but these feelings that you're hearing about now resonated with how your trip was at that time, I would love to hear from you. If you're here on Anchor, hit that call in button, call into the channel, let me know how culture shock impacted your trip. Was it good? Was it bad? Did you know what to do? Did you not know what to do? If you're listening on Google Play or on iTunes, uh, you can email me at travis at goservechange.com. I would love to hear from you. So I hope you guys are doing well and may God bless you.